0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of your favorite paranormal podcast called Paranormal Exposed. This is an evidence-based podcast that looks into paranormal occurrences that happen in the United States. I'm your host, Michelle, and while I am a skeptic by nature, I really do want to be a believer. I am both intrigued by the paranormal and open to the possibilities of what might be out there. Join me every Wednesday as I dive into a new paranormal topic and present to you what is real, what is not real, and what might just be in between. I will present both the historical facts as well as the paranormal reports, and we will see where the two meet. Join me in exposing the paranormal. This week's episode takes us to the state of Mississippi and covers the tale of a Christmas gift that was a little more than the family bargained for. I want to start off this episode by wishing happy holidays to all of you who celebrate the holiday season. And for those of you who do not, I'm just going to wish you a happy winter season. I personally do celebrate Christmas, and in the spirit of this season, I will be covering a story that begins on Christmas Day, a few years back. This episode is a special one, as it is part of a collaboration with two other fellow BooPod member podcasts. If you remember the epic podcast collaboration of the Bridgewater Triangle in October, you definitely don't want to miss this collaboration with the Skylark Bell and the Nightcap. I will be starting off this collaboration with the first episode, so the pressure is on as I am being followed up by two powerhouse podcasts. My episode will be covering the story about what happened to a family in Mississippi when their Christmas gift turned out to be haunted. The second episode will be featuring an original story from the amazing podcast, The Skylark Bell. This podcast will take you into the world of Mrs. B's Haunted Trinket Shop and is a great follow-up to this episode. Rounding things out with the third episode of this collaboration is the podcast called The Nightcap. This podcast covers all things strange, unusual, and even macabre. The Nightcap will fill you in on a few other creepy and haunted objects that you won't want to miss. But, why don't we get this episode started? This story, of course, covers a haunted object. And normally, when we think of haunted objects, most of our minds travel to a creepy porcelain doll. And while some of these dolls may be haunted, I think a lot of them are just creepy in general. And the thing is, just about any object can become haunted or cursed, with Unfortunately, most of these being a result of a tragedy. The story of this haunted object starts on Christmas Day of 2020. 2020 was already a tough year. COVID lockdowns were brutal for everyone and really affected the holidays. And as the Merritt family would find out, this season would only get worse for them. Whitney and Michael Merritt, along with their three children, lived in Brandon, Mississippi. And they had actually just recently moved into their home on Cliffview Drive just a few months previously. The Christmas season snuck up on everyone as it always does. But Whitney's mother was very excited about one of the gifts that she was going to gift her granddaughter, Whitney's daughter. Through a friend of a friend, Whitney's mother had actually gotten her hands on an antique baby carriage, and she just knew that it would be perfect for her granddaughter to push her baby dolls around it. So she wrapped up the gifts, took it over to Whitney's, and Whitney placed it by the Christmas tree while her daughter slept. Christmas morning brought a hubbub of excitement to the Merritt household, as it always does when there are children around. Whitney's daughter raced to the tree, and Christmas paper went flying. She eventually unwrapped the baby carriage and was super excited about it, as you can imagine, but she didn't get around to playing with it right away. I mean, she had received a ton of other toys and was also enjoying playing with her friends and her family members. That left the baby carriage to sit by the Christmas tree, awaiting the chance to be played with. And maybe the baby carriage wasn't happy with this scenario. The Christmas holiday came and went, and 2021 came crashing in, with everyone hoping for a better, possibly COVID-free year. Maybe, though, the Merritt family should have hoped for something else, like maybe hoping for a spiritual cleansing. Then again, at this time, they didn't actually know they would be needing it. Things didn't start to happen in the Merritt household until the New Year had passed, and the first thing that they noticed was a knocking sound. And what it sounded like was as if someone was knocking on the walls of the house, mainly near the living room. With kids in the house, no one really paid too much attention to this at first, especially when kids have new toys to play with. Though so eventually, the knocking continued, and the family began to become curious and investigate the knocking sounds. The problem is, they were having trouble figuring out where the knocking sounds were coming at all. They really weren't too worried, so they carried on in their day-to-day life, not thinking too much about it. That is, until one night when the family was sleeping and the knocking happened again. The difference is, it was so loud that it woke Whitney right up from a deep sleep. Whitney was of course worried because she thought that someone must be knocking on the front door, and who in the heck would be knocking on her door in the middle of the night? Her husband Michael wasn't home as he actually worked the night shift, so she was freaked out having to go downstairs and think about answering the door all by herself. To alleviate some of this fear, she ended up calling Michael on the phone, and she kept him on the line while she crept down to the front door. She turned on the porch light and looked outside, but she didn't see anyone. So she decided to brave it out, opened the door, and looked around, but again, no one was there. Weird, right? I mean, this could have been possibly her imagination, Or was someone or something playing tricks on her? A few nights later, the knocking was even louder. And this boom, boom, boom emanated from the attic. Where could this noise possibly have been coming from? The family thought maybe it's the house settling or pipes rattling. But you really wouldn't think so because... This isn't a really old house. This home was built in 1992. Things quickly began escalating with most of the knocking coming from above now the family's living room. And it was getting scary as it was happening more and more often. The weekend finally arrived and Michael was home. And that night he was awakened to the sound of the knocking. He knew his wife and kids were kind of freaked out, and he had had enough, so he was going to get to the bottom of this one way or another. He grabbed his shotgun and a flashlight and marched up to the attic. When he got there, though, there was no one there, and there was no more knocking sounds to be heard. After the first week passed, the knocking only intensified. It was so loud that it woke the family out of a dead sleep. Whitney stated that it sounded like the family dog had actually crashed through one of the windows downstairs in the house. I'm going to make a brief pause on this statement because to me, that sounds really, really strange. I mean, if I wake up in the middle of the night a crashing sound. I'm going to be wondering who's in my house, what fell off of a countertop, like what happened, but I can't imagine in a million years that I would wake up thinking, huh, that must have been my dog crashing through a window. So that's just my thoughts on that statement from Whitney. But let's move on to what happened after she heard the crashing sound. Whitney grabbed her handgun in fear and went through the house ready to defend her family. But again, there was no one around. The next morning, she walked into the kitchen and found that the new coffee mugs that she had just bought had been flung off of the kitchen table and were lying in shattered pieces about four feet away from the table they had been sitting on. Four feet! Things just don't fall that far. It would have definitely required an outside force. But from who? Or what? Whitney woke up the next night to the same crashing sound. And again, when she went into the kitchen, she found another broken mug on the floor. And at this point, Whitney was at her wit's end. She was totally flabbergasted. I mean what was going on in her house the kids were in bed and no one was around who could have done this Whitney turned around and started walking out of the kitchen shaking her head and headed back up to her bedroom but as soon as she exited the kitchen she heard another sound emanating from the kitchen and what it sounded like was someone dropping silverware into their kitchen sink Whitney immediately turned around and rushed back into the kitchen to see what was going on and finally catch the culprit. But when she got to the kitchen, it was completely empty, and there was no sign of what the noise could have been, and there was nothing in the sink at all. The family dealt with all of this for two weeks without any answers have to imagine it must have been really difficult to sleep in that house with creepy noises happening all the time and the merits had lived in the home for a bit of time and had never had any issues so why now the next week brought another escalation in events for the family and what made things scarier is the activity actually began happening in association with their children Meaning, the noises were happening in their kids' rooms and even with their toys. This would be completely terrifying for any mother or father. Things really started small at first. For instance, their daughter had a dream catcher that was hanging up in her room and it had been hanging in the room for quite some time, undisturbed for weeks and months on end all of a sudden the dream catcher fell to the floor as did a lamp in their daughter's room whitney and michael picked the items up but they would just keep falling over with no explanation as to why i mean there was no new drafts no windows open what could be causing this to happen whitney and michael were racking their brains trying to figure it out as there had to be a reasonable explanation. They left their daughter's rooms scratching their heads after picking up the dream catcher and the lamp yet again, when all of a sudden they heard the bathroom door slam shut. Michael immediately went right over to the bathroom to investigate, and when he did, there was nothing out of the ordinary. The bathroom was empty and as the family had left it when going to bed that night. In the morning, one of the toy cars in the living room started playing a tune over and over again, though none of the kids were actually playing with the said car. For any parent and anybody who really hangs out with children, you know that those toys kind of set themselves off and it gets pretty annoying pretty quickly. So Whitney headed into the living room, picked up the car, and went to turn it off. The issue is, she couldn't actually turn the toy car off because it was already off. It should not have been able to play any music at all. As evening approached, Michael actually started getting ready for another evening of the night shift. In the meantime, Whitney was going about cleaning the house, vacuuming the floors, things like that. Michael walked right past her into the kitchen, and she called out to him to ask him a question. But he just straight up ignored her. So she called out again, and he continued to ignore her. And at this point, Whitney was pretty annoyed, and you really can't blame her. So she stormed into the kitchen to confront Michael only, he wasn't in the kitchen. She stopped for a moment and was really confused looking around. I mean, where could he have gone? She just couldn't imagine that her husband would be hiding behind a counter or something like that. So after looking around for a moment, she went over to their bedroom and actually found that Michael was still sleeping in preparation for work. He had not woken up at all. So... Who had she seen walking into the kitchen? Was she going crazy? The next day, Whitney went to the grocery store with her daughter, and her other two children were at school and at their grandparents' house. Michael, in the meantime, was at home sleeping after he had been working the night shift. Around lunchtime Michael called Whitney's phone which was kind of surprising as he should have still been sleeping. She immediately picked it up wondering what was wrong and was kind of confused as Michael was asking her if their seven-year-old had come home from school early for some reason and Whitney couldn't figure out why he would ask her that as if her son was going home early she would have definitely let him know and made sure he was okay. She questioned him further but Michael was pretty much like don't worry about it we'll talk about it when you get home. When Whitney got home she asked Michael what had happened to make him think that their son had returned home early and what Michael said was shocking. He said he heard the front door of the family home open and then closed followed by footsteps heading upstairs and finally their son's door opening and closing. Then it sounded like their son was maybe hanging something on the wall because he heard a repetitive banging on the wall from their son's room. Michael called out for their son but got no response. And with the banging and all the noises going on, he wasn't going to be able to get back to sleep. So he marched down to his son's room and investigated what was going on and what he found is that the room looked like the boy had come home. The lights were on, his video game system was turned on like somebody had been playing it, and there was even a bottle of water that was actively dripping on the floor, like it had just been opened and someone was taking a drink. The two parents were at their complete wit's end, and actually starting to worry for their family. They weren't actually big believers in the paranormal at all, but they had no other explanation. Something strange was going on. They talked about the occurrences and racked their brains trying to figure out what could be causing these events to happen in their house. What had changed in the last three weeks? After talking things out, the couple had an epiphany. It had to be the baby carriage. It was an antique after all and the only thing that was really different in their house. I mean, you know that a few Barbie dolls and a new matchbox car aren't really going to start causing hauntings to happen in your house, right? They decided that to put it to the test, they would put the baby carriage outside in the garage and see what happens. And I bet they're glad that they did because as soon as they put the baby carriage out in the garage, all the paranormal things stopped completely. No more knocking, no more strange sounds in the night, no door slamming, and no strange happenings in their kids' room or anywhere else in the entire house. Once they realized that it was definitely the carriage, they wanted it out of their house as soon as possible though they also didn't want this to happen to some other unsuspecting family as had happened to them. Whitney decided to post the carriage for sale online, though she made sure to let people know in the description that it was haunted, and she listed it on Facebook Marketplace for $65. This is definitely a creepy story, and if I were them, I'd know I'd be very glad to be rid of this haunted baby carriage. So why might this object be haunted, though? And what facts back up the haunting? Let's start with what the carriage is said to be haunted by. The friend of a friend who had given the baby carriage to Whitney's mother might have given us the answer. As apparently... Her husband had been killed in a motorcycle accident about a year prior to the merits getting this haunted baby carriage this led the Merritts to believe that his spirit is the one that was tied to the carriage and is the figure of the man that whitney actually mistook for michael walking into the kitchen when she thought he was ignoring her I looked a little bit into this and there were 10 deaths on the stretch of Scenic Byway this man allegedly died on. And I'm not sure who this man was, but I wonder why he would form an attachment to an antique baby carriage. Was he an antique collector? Did he just really love this random carriage? I'm not sure why he would be attached to it. But what might make more sense is, remember, this is an antique baby carriage. Maybe it has a spirit attached to it from much further back in history, which again, would make much more sense than a grown man who died in a motorcycle accident, maybe haunting and keeping his spirit attached to a baby carriage. Now, what happened to the carriage? Well, Remember I told you that Whitney posted it online to sell for $65 on Facebook? Well, Whitney's story got out and media coverage blew up on it. After this happened, she took her ad down from Facebook Marketplace. And you might think you can't blame her as she'd want to try and maintain her anonymity. But that's not the reason she actually took it down. She took it down from Facebook Marketplace to post it on a much bigger scale audience as she started moving it over to eBay and sold the carriage for $710, which is not a bad profit on an item that you didn't pay any money for. The problem is this also makes me a little bit skeptical as if this family was so desperate to get rid of this haunted baby carriage, I'm not sure that they'd be taking a bunch of time to scope out different places to sell it and see where they could make the most money. Then again, that is the skeptic in me. I do also wonder about the attic that the family speaks about, where the banging sounds mostly came from. It's said that Michael went up there with a shotgun and a flashlight to investigate. But if you look at pictures and read the descriptions on Zillow, this is a one-story house. And from pictures, it doesn't seem like there is actually an attic, but it looks like it's just basically mostly crawl spaces. Leaving me to kind of question, how would a grown man with a shotgun and a flashlight walk up there and check it all out and make sure there was no one up there like frogging or something? Another thing to think about is, why did the baby carriage stop haunting the family or making any sounds because it was in the garage? I mean, the family's two-car garage is attached to the house. That would lead me to think that the knocking sounds would continue in the home, maybe emanating from the garage. I mean... You would think that these sounds emanated from the attic but the baby carriage was in the living room so it's entirely plausible and I'm not sure why it would magically stop haunting this family because it's moved into a different part of the house. I did reach out to both Michael and Whitney Merritt via social media as well as email though neither of them responded to me seems like once they made their money off the baby carriage, they no longer needed to sell their story and kind of want it to be left as it was. So, they also might just want to forget about it. It just kind of depends looking at it from skeptic versus believer perspective. This leads us to each need to individually decide what we do and don't believe about this story. Do you believe that this carriage is haunted? And if so, I hope the new owner is equipped to handle it. And I wonder if you think that objects can be haunted at all. Maybe you have a story about a haunted object. And if you do, I'd love for you to share it because maybe in a future episode, we can feature some of these haunted object stories, which I think would be pretty fun. This actually ends my part of the story, but remember the story isn't over just yet, as you have two more exciting episodes in this collaboration. The Skylark Bell will be bringing you episode two, which comes out this Friday, December 16th, so you don't have to wait very long at all. And her story will take you to a shop full of trinkets, and not just any trinkets but haunted trinkets that will tie you right back to this haunted baby carriage. After you've enjoyed this second episode, be ready for the nightcap to bring you our last episode in this collaboration. He will be covering a few other haunted objects that have quite the story to them. And believe me, you won't want to miss it. I know you will enjoy both of these episodes from these amazing podcasters and I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and if you did make sure you rate and follow this podcast wherever you tune in as it really does help this podcast move forward and alert you when a new episode is ready to listen to. You can also follow Paranormal Exposed on social media for pictures of the haunted baby carriage and more information on the upcoming collaboration episodes. You can follow on Facebook at Paranormal Exposed, on Instagram at The Paranormal Truth, or you can always shoot me an email to Paranormal Exposed Podcast at gmail.com, especially if you have a creepy haunted object story. I would love to hear it for a possible future episode if we get enough submissions. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in to this special episode. I hope you will check out the Skylark Bell and the Nightcap coming up next. And until then, I will see you all for a special holiday episode for this last coming Wednesday before Christmas. So make sure you keep your ears peeled and thank you.